Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. I, you know, reach out to him. He said that they were making fun of him or something like that. And, I, and I'll be straight Who was making fun of him? Who Nobody did he say had, was making fun of him? He said the foreman was making fun of him. This is the plaintiff, Cody Herring. He says he started working for the defendant's landscaping company. And that mean guy began to bully him because he has autism. He was referred to as being retarded, slow, and after a month he couldn't handle it any longer and quit. The defendant hasn't paid him for his work, and he's here in the name of justice, seeking the $1,500 he's owed for unpaid wages and discrimination. This is the defendant, Ted. He says he paid the plaintiff in cash to start because he never provided his ID and social security number. Then he got into an argument with his foreman, walked off the job, and then accused him of making fun of his disability, which was an out-and-out lie. He's happy to pay the plaintiff's wages once he shows him his proper paperwork. And since he can't seem to, he owes nothing. He's accused of being insensitive. All parties, please hit your right hand. What you are about to witness is real. The participants are not actors. They are actual litigants with a case pending in civil court. Both parties have agreed to drop their claims and have their cases settled here before Judge Marilyn Millian in our forum, the People's Court. The People's Court is now in session. The Honorable Judge Marilyn Millian is our presiding. Litigants have been sworn, Your Honor. Thank you, Doug. You're welcome, ma'am. All right, Mr. Herring, uh, how was it that you met Mr. Ted? Uh, I met him. Uh, his son was broke down on the side of the road, so I stopped to help because it was uh, one, one traffic lane on the other way, so I didn't want him to get hit by anybody because we do live in Florida. Traffic it gets pretty high, so I stopped to help. Uh, Jump-started him didn't stay running so I ran back to my house to go get the tow dolly tow him to Mr. Ted his father's house he gave me $30 for the tow and then he handed me his business card to do work okay so so you helped him out on the side of the road he owns a landscaping company and he actually offered you a job correct, correct? yeah yes all right how long did you work for him before uh, something went wrong three weeks okay and then on the third week what happened I, I worked and I uh, walked off the job because one of his co-workers that always bullied me and he wanted to be towards their side versus my side, I guess, because they worked for him longer than me. I have no idea. No, what happened? I'm asking you. You tell me your side of what happened. What made you walk off the job? Uh, one, one of his co-workers started picking on me when he went to go deal with business elsewhere. How did he I pick on you? About my mental disability. How, I'm, I don't want you to make conclusions and tell me your conclusions. I want you to tell me what the guy said. Uh, he, he, he was telling me that I was uh, retarded, I didn't know what I was doing, that I should find a job elsewhere that would 
being for my disability. And what time? This was on the Friday of that third week? Yes, it was around 9 o'clock in the morning on a Friday. Okay. And um, so you had had it, and you walk off. Do you ever have a conversation with Mr. Ted? Is Mr. Ted there when this happens or not? Well, that Friday, Mr. Ted was not there. He had to go okay. uh, to another job, and so he was not there. So I couldn't discuss it with Mr. Ted. So so I left and went home okay. for the day. Okay. So, um, Mr. Ted, uh, according to him, he worked for you all week. Then he gets insulted while on the job on Friday by uh, another employee who I guess was the foreman or something, and you won't pay him now, and I'm asking you why. Okay. Start out, yes. Uh, I met Mr. Herring um, on the side of the road, and he looked like he was in, had, has been having some troubles. And I asked him, I said, uh, where are you working at now? And he said, I just... I, Worked for a landscape company. The guy didn't pay me. Same same kind of mo that you know he's accusing me of. And I said, well, listen, I'm, this is the time of the year. We're busy. You want a job? Here's my number. Call me. So he proceeded to call me that weekend. I said, show up Monday morning, and we'll start you out. So when he comes in Monday morning, uh, we go to get started. Uh, the ID that he provided me was a Kansas or a Missouri or Kansas uh, ID which he had been living here in Florida for a year. I told him, you're going to, you know, you're going to be driving truck and doing stuff like that. You're going to have to get your, you don't have the proper identification to begin with. And it was on a Wednesday. In fact, I think it's through the texts and stuff that were sent to you as well, that he was supposed to come in. He never showed up that day because he was at the driver's license office waiting for all this to take place. He finally got his license that okay. day. Okay, so, hold on one moment. I want you to hold on one moment. Is it accurate that you didn't work on Wednesday, Mr. Herring, of that week? Uh, yes, it, I believe it was uh, the Thursday that Mr. Ted did mention because I had to go down and get my driver's license. And it was a big old long line with appointments with COVID-19. So let me ask you a question then. Would you, Do you feel that you would be entitled to get paid on the day that you took off to get your license? No, ma'am. Okay, I got you. All right, so go on, Mr. Ted. Okay, so from that point, uh, we worked Thursday, and then uh, we went over. I had the crew go over everybody. We went and finished up the job. We came back. Uh, Friday, I co-parent with my, my uh, ex-wife. I went over to I had to go over to Tampa, pick up my daughter up at 9 in the morning. So I drove over to pick my daughter up. I come back. When I, when I returned, you know, I get my daughter in the house. I go back out, and I ask. So I asked my foreman where he was at because his vehicle was gone. He said, I have no idea. So I, 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 you know, reach out to him. He said that they were making fun of him or something like that. And, I, and I'll be sure. Who was making fun of him? Who Nobody did he say had, was making fun of him? He said the foreman was making fun of him. My foreman had been asking Mr. Herring to do specifically what was asked him to do, which was edge the grass and the areas that needed to be done. Mr. Herring thought that his job was acceptable. Is he here to testify? Off. Is your foreman here to testify? Um, Are you going to call I, your I foreman as a him. witness? Where I is can he? get him. He's, out. He's right outside. Okay. Oh, put a pin in that one second. Mr. Herring, according to you, what is it that the foreman told you that you feel justified you walking off? He came over and I said, is this good? He said, no, you're, you're acting retarded. You need to do it okay. this way. He said, you need to start listening and put me in slow. Because okay. I have uh, autism, so when you say something to me, I don't quite understand if that's how you want it. You have to, I'm, uh, 
I had to be taught hands-on, like, grab whatever machine you have and show me how you want it done. You can't okay. just tell me because I'm not going to understand. I got it. Okay. So um, let me ask you a question, Mr. Herring. You're suing for working the whole week and getting paid the whole week, but you've told me you didn't work on Wednesday. Is it your position that you feel that you should be paid on Friday because the only reason you left was because the guy, the, the guy in charge insulted you? Is that what you're telling me? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Uh, would you like Mr. Ted to call uh, your foreman as a witness? Sure. Can I go Bring get him? In? him? Okay. Yeah. Be right there. Give me two minutes. Okay, sir, will you raise your right hand, please? Douglas, will you swear him in? Do you solemnly swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? So help you God. Yes, sir. Your Honor. All right, what's your name, sir? Roy Sims. Okay, so, Mr. Sims, what happened on Friday, on that morning? What happened that uh, Mr. Herring left the job? Tell me what happened before that. Because he don't like to be told what to do, point blank. Okay, that's your conclusion. I want to know who said what, when. Go ahead and tell me how it went down. Well, it went down. I told him to go to the back of Charlie's yard and mow the back. I mean, we need the backyard right. He got mad and jumped in his truck and left. Said he wanted, he he better leave before he had to beat me up. That's all he said. That's how, Did you call that's him all, that's how it went down. Did you use the word retarded? No, uh, no. Why would I? No, I, I didn't get to talk to him. He took off in the truck because he got mad well, and told him to go back there. Something the happens before he takes off in the truck. According to him, you called him the word retarded and told him to stop being slow. No, I did. I told him to go back there and mow, uh, we, we need the backyard, right? Because he don't like to be told what to do, point blank. That's what it is. I don't know what his problem is. I ain't gonna lie to you. I ain't serious. <laughs> i tell okay. you the truth. All right, uh, thank you, Mr. Sims. Go ahead and put Mr. Ted back on. Thank you, buddy. Hello? Okay, Mr. Ted, I want to ask you about a series of texts that have been introduced into evidence. This is Cody. I will be coming tonight to get my check or I will be calling the Florida Federal Department of Labor and we'll start a lawsuit. You say to him, bring your social security number and permanent address. This will be needed for the collection of your final check and I will mail your check when I have your info. In fact, no, it will be mailed. I need your SS info to process your last check. If you come to my residence, I will have you escorted off the property. I think you're trying to say, in fact, you need to mail it. Okay. And he says, may I ask why you need my social to send me my check? The reason you're asking that, Mr. Herring, is because he's never needed your social security number to give you your check, because up until now, he'd been paying you under the table, correct? Yes, ma'am. Okay. So you tell me then, Mr. Ted, I want to see your paperwork where you were paying federal taxes on his income. I don't have that with me. I mean, it's through my, the accountant. Okay. Because let me ask you, what'd you pay him week one? The first week that he was paid, because they're hired as independent contractors. R oh, he the is. Well, then you don't have to pay his taxes. The first week that he was paid, you paid him $500, right? $540. Second week, okay. $528. Okay. Those are the two now, checks. Now, what's his weekly paycheck? What, how is his ba uh, pay base? No, no. Well, how's his pay base? Are you paying him by the hour? He was getting twelve dollars an hour. Got it. Okay, so he is asking you for five hundred dollars, and you are all of a sudden demanding social security numbers because you're going to pay him, uh, you know, with a W two and all that else. You paid him week one and week two without that. I am not an idiot. 
I don't think for a second you got all your employees on W-2s. I've been around the block. So please, explain to me, other than to harass him and not pay him, why would you magically all of a sudden be Mr. Cross your T's and dot your I and get the Social Security? And by the way, in a later text, he gives you the number, and that's not good enough. You want to see the card, right? Welcome back to the People's Court. I'm Harvey Levin. Uh, the plaintiff is suing the defendant because the guy stiffed him on his last paycheck. But the defendant says the plaintiff never provided him with his working papers or social security card. Let's go back into the courtroom. Why all of a sudden because do you need his social security number? Because I've had experiences before that I've had migrant workers that travel through that give me a, a social security that has no, it's, it's not even to them. Oh, no, okay. I'm sure you're real careful about that kind of thing because Lord knows <laughs> no one has migrant workers working on their lawns. Let me ask you a question. If it was good enough for you for week one and two, in fact, I don't have a question for you. I have an answer for you. If it is good enough for you for weeks one and two, it's good enough for me for week three. You don't get to magically now start telling him, I need your social. And then when he gives it to you, and now that's not an impediment. It's like, and then all of a sudden, no, now I want your physical card. Your number's not good enough. Get out of here. I know that you're not W-2-ing all of your employees, and so do you. Now, but that's all right. Are you sure? So let's go to the next issue. May I? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Read the text from yesterday. Send the info I asked for, and you will get your check. Don't keep bothering me with your problems. So Cody asks, so all you need is my Social Security number. You will send me a check. And then you say, yes. I need a photocopy of it and picture identification. This is my last response. So then he gives it to you, and then he said, you asked for my social, there it is, send me my check. I don't have my social I, I think you mean the physical card. I told you this when I started, I need to get it. Mine was lost when I moved. And then you respond, look, listen and read what I wrote on previous text, including yesterday. Follow instructions, if not, don't waste my time. There is not any reason to contact me unless it's with the information, this is all shouting, with the information I asked for and the manner how I want it. Contact me again for any other reason, there will be a restraining order placed on you. By the way, that will be done today, stop bothering me. To which Cody responds, you owe me money. I'm trying to get my check from you. I already called an attorney, gave you my social and everything like you asked. Now you need to send me my check or I'm taking you to court to which you respond, if you can read and comprehend what was written, then goes get an attorney. You are one stupid a-off. All right, let me ask you a question. His complaint is that you folks are using that kind of language that berates and bullies him, and in your text, you, the owner of the company, are setting the tone, right? All right, so, I have Wednesday that you didn't work, so I don't know why you're suing for 500. If you shouldn't get paid for, why would it be 500 if you shouldn't get paid for Wednesday? Do you want to revise that and understanding that you didn't work Wednesday? Or is there some okay. reason why four days of work, if I find that you're entitled to Friday because you were insulted and you showed up at work and you, an employee doesn't have to tolerate that and I find that you're entitled to Friday, what would be the reason that he would have to pay you Wednesday if you weren't at work on Wednesday. I totally forgot about Wednesday, ma'am. Okay, no problem. No, I have a day off. I got it. I, I got it. That. I'm finding in your favor, Mr. Herring, in the amount of $400, which would be the four days. I find that you were entitled to your pay on Friday. I find 
that you, he has to pay you the $400, and he can file all the paperwork he needs without seeing a physical copy of your card, because no employer in my life, and I am 59 years old, has ever demanded to see the physical card. It's not necessary, okay? Plus, I know he's not going to pay your taxes because you're an independent contractor, so all that was just a bar to you getting your money, all right? Now, you're suing for another $1,000 for, let's see, waiting for your check and aggravation, but that's not compensable. So I am going to order him to pay you $400, plus I'm going to order him to pay you your court costs that you had to pay to get this case into court, and I'm going to order him to pay you interest from the day he should have paid you back in May. You got it? That's my verdict. Mr. Ted, the defendant, let me talk to you, Ted. I'm... I know you had some things you wanted to say to the judge while she was talking to you. What did you want to say to her? Well, first of all, when I asked Mr. Herring for his information the first day that he was there, he didn't have his information. You know, this was, a, this was an ongoing occasion that you know, when he came in, he didn't have it. So I asked, and I kept trying to get this information. And, you know, that, that's, it's, I'm not even good. It's, it's, it's baloney. And, you know, I don't think this was a fair verdict, but, you know, it is what it is. And I'm just glad to move on with it. You feel bad about the text of your emails that, that everybody has seen now? About what? About what you had to yeah, say well, to you him. You know what? I'll be honest with you. Yeah. That was, that was after being harassed. I mean, if you look at the times on the text, what times he's, he's texting me, of course, it's absolutely ridiculous that to just, get, you know, I'm being harassed. So, yes, leave me alone. All right. Well, thank you very much. You do have to pay him after all. That's the judge's decision. All right. Mr. Herring. Let me ask you, how do you feel about the, the decision? You're not getting $1,500, but you are getting paid for the day you worked. How about that? I mean, I would like to win the whole $1,500, but for, you know, time lost, uh, lost cars because I couldn't pay, you know, the car payment because I didn't get my check. Are you working now anywhere? Uh, I'm on disability, been looking for other work, but at, at the moment, no. All right. Well, good luck to you. I hope you do find work soon. All right. Thank you very much and congratulations. All right. Now, Thanks. time for another session of After the Verdict. Landscaping is hard work, and it's certainly really hard work here in Florida. So I respect and I tip my hat to the guys who go out there and do it every day because so many people rely on them uh, nowadays. But certainly, it was kind of odd that he would pay him cash for a couple of weeks, and then when, when things had a little blow up, all of a sudden, it was going to be this complicated affair. And the sad part to me is why? Right. What would be the reason for that? This is a guy who stopped on the side of the road, went home, got jumper cables. You liked him enough to offer him a job. Right. If it didn't work out, it didn't work out. Just right. pay the guy what you owe him and let's all move on. Right. Why do people have to get that nasty over, you know, what? To put money in your own pocket and take it away from this kid's mouth? Exactly. Now, of course, he, you know, he's trying to make that into a $1,500 lawsuit. And well, we a, see a lot of that. Yeah, you see we people see throwing in things for aggravation, all these other things. That's right. So, uh, <laughs> unfortunately, not really compensable. Yeah, time wasted, not exactly compensable. God, I wish it was. <laughs> okay, so Kate wants to know this. Hey, Harvey, I was involved with someone I met online. Although we live in different states, we saw each other a lot. I want to sue her for loans. What state do I file in? When you have a contract with somebody, and this is a contract, you can sue them either where they live or where the contract was made. So if the contract was made in both states, you have the option of suing in your state or the other person's state. And watch who you date online. That'll do it for this case. Litigants are inside the courtroom for the next case.
This is the plaintiff, Renee. She says she gave the defendant a deposit on a house she was renting. Then the woman went crazy or something because she cashed the check. And when she was ready to move in, the woman kicked her off the property. Huh? This woman put her through mental anguish. She's suing her for $5,300. And she fully expects to be awarded just that today. This is the defendant, Anne. She says the plaintiff lied to her about where she worked. And when she went to check out her story, she was told she hadn't worked there in weeks. Besides, she didn't move into the place because she didn't have the money to. She's the one who lost out on rent, wasting her time with this plaintiff and owes nothing. She's accused of holding on tight to the money. The defendant has filed a countersuit for $8,000 for loss of potential rent, utilities, and landscaping. All parties, please raise your right hands. Welcome back to the People's Court Next Case on the docket. The plaintiff says she was ready to move into the defendant's apartment, but when she finally showed up, she was told to beat it. Now, the defendant says the plaintiff's background story didn't check out, and she didn't have the rent. It's the case of get off my property. Thank you, Douglas. Okay, Ms. Renee, what happened here? Well, my mother and I, we were, you know, I'm looking, we were looking to, you know, rent um, elsewhere and, and we rode through her neighborhood and happened to see a for rent sign. Um, and I called her and inquired, inquired on it. Um, at that time, you know, I, you know, I asked her, you know, a little, a little bit about the house and, you know, the, the cost of it. Um, and then she started asking questions like, as far as like, are you a... Trump supporter, where are you from? You know, just asking different stuff. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it just felt kind of odd, but I was like, okay, well, let me just talk to her. And, and, you know, we just, you know, I ended up talking to her and it felt like I, you know, she, she was talking to me, like she knew me for a while, but, um, but I was, it was just kind of odd when she asked me, you know, are you, do you support Trump? And, um, where are you from? Just personal questions. And I didn't even know her. So, what answers did she want, do you think? Oh, um, she, I'm, I'm sure she wanted me to say yes. I, I did. I'm sure she wanted me to say yes. Um, I told her I did not, and she was asking me why, and I, I just didn't want to go in. Okay, I got it. So let's go on. So what happens? You see the place and you like it. Absolutely. I liked it. I liked the neighborhood and everything. So we, we for a minute there, we lost contact. And so... I'm thinking, okay, well, maybe she rented it to somebody else. She decided not to go with me. This was before we even got to the contract. Yeah, so, I don't need to hear about that, though. Let's jumpstart to af things that happen after the 300, because everything that happened beforehand doesn't really matter now. So what happens after that deposit? I got $300 check, $300 in a check. She said she would not cash it. She would um, she would take all the money when I, when I move in. Everything that I owed would be included with that, and she would give me my check back. Um, a few days before it was time for me to move in, she cashed the check. Um, and so I, you know, I, I said, well, you know, cause, well, I said, that's fine. Cause I'm, I'm moving, I'm planning on moving into the house anyways on June 1st. Um, so when we get to the point, we get close to June 1st, I get all these text messages. Um, can I ask so, you something at this point? Was there a written lease between you guys or everything was verbal? Everything was verbal. No written, nothing was written. This is all right. And what was, so at this point, a few days before June 1st, when you're going to move in, what was the agreement? What was the amount of the rent? What was the verbal agreement? Security deposit plus the first month rent. And then, um, and then there was a, a, a pet fee that 
that I was supposed to pay as well. The three hundred dollars was how much? Three hundred dollars was three hundred. Okay, and then how much was the rent and security? Thirteen hundred each. Yes, yes, ma'am. Okay, so then what happens? Now it's the last few days of May, right before moving in, and what happens? Well, I asked her um, why does she still have a for rent sign if she plans on renting to me. I honestly don't think she had any intention on renting to me. So she sent me a, t a text message saying, "Stay, the, stay the eight. Excuse, I don't know if I can cannot stay the H off her property. Do not go. Do not drive by my street." So basically, she's telling me, "Don't you know? I'm not going to rent to you. I don't want you. I don't want you about my property. I don't want you anywhere around my property." What happens to break down things where she doesn't end up moving in, according to you? She doesn't have the full amount to pay. Meaning what? She said she had twenty-three hundred dollars, but she needed twenty-six. She was $300 short. Because according to you, she's supposed to pay a total of $2,900. You've already got $300. So she has, in order to move in, she needs $2,600 more. And according to her, she's t uh, you're saying she tells you, I only have $23. And, and so what was going to happen with the other $300? What was she saying? She never actually said she only had $23. She said she was $300 short. And she said that she would write a check and have me hold it for the pet deposit. Okay, because we're calling that the other 300, go ahead. And then what happens? You didn't want to do that. No, she had to have the full amount in order to move in. So Ms. Bernay, I have a uh, text here that is in evidence where you uh, text Ms. Ann and you say, actually the total amount due should be 2300 as you cashed my $300 check already. I explained to you yesterday about not having the pet fee at this time. I can sign a contract stating I owe you and will pay you the $300 pet fee by the end of next week, or I can give you a check and you can hold it for the pet fee. Did you send that text on May 30th? I did. Okay. Well, the problem with that is that's not the agreement, is it? The agreement is that you're supposed to come up with a total of 2,900 and then 300 is taken off of that because you've already paid that. So what you're gonna, you're supposed to come up with is 2,600. Now, if I, you know, if you said that to me a few days before June, I might say, yeah, no problem, whatever. But she didn't because she didn't want to. So um, it is what it is, right? So apparently, the re if she had said to you, no worries, you would have moved in. So when I'm asking you, why didn't you move in? It doesn't sound like it's because she told you not to go to her property. It sounds like because you didn't have the money. Let's look at May 31st and the correspondence between you folks. Where do we go from here? I'm ready to move in. I've been prepared to move, so let me know. But you're $300 short. There's back and forth between you, and you say, almost all of this going back and forth was a misunderstanding. I didn't call you a slumlord. Why does she think that you called her a slumlord? Well, she, she brought it to my attention. She said she brought it. She okay. when I okay. mentioned Slumlord. Okay. And so... Okay. All right. So you say, I can move in June 1st with what I owe, which is 2300 But, Ms. Renee, you're wrong about that. You owe 2900 minus 300 which means you have to pony up another 2600 right? But I had 2600 to give her on the 1st, and we were going back and forth, and she didn't want to apply. First, I'm sorry. You said you... I, your emails don't say... Your texts don't say that. What your texts say is I have 2300 to give you. She didn't want the... She didn't want the $300. She wasn't going to apply the $300, period. She thought that it was given to her just to hold, and it was not going to... Not apply. at all. Not at all. Not at all. You need to come up with 2600 No, but that's just not true. It's... I, let's look at the text, okay? 
This is you. I understand that. I do not have the pet deposit right now. It's very clear you're 300 short because you're telling her that. And 300 is the amount of the pet deposit. I don't have the pet deposit right now. Now, landlords can demand the deposit before you walk in. There's nothing wrong with what she's saying. So I have the deposit, which is 1,000 minus the 300 you already and the, three, the 1,300 for the first of the month for a rent for a total of 2,300. I have this to give to you this afternoon. Where do we go from here? I'm ready to move in. But you're supposed to pony up 2,600 to move in. So her answer is, the 300 was for me to hold it for you. That was for me to hold it for you. Is that what you're trying to say, that you think the 300 is just free money for her, that that's what she's trying to say? I do believe I've been talking with you since the 20th. So let me ask you, Ms. Ann, were you trying to not apply the 300 to anything because you feel that that was just a hold fee? Oh, no, no. The 300 was supposed to go, that was supposed to be part of the... She still owed the 2600 I already had 300 So and really, the agreement with, between you guys is very clear. And it's right here, spelled out. I agree to make a deposit of $300 as a deposit to hold the house. Deposit means that you, you get the credit at some point. In the event I change my mind, I forfeit it. But in the event she changes her mind, she has to hand it back to me. So isn't it you who's changing the terms? No, it's absolutely no. It's it's not. Then she she changed the terms as well because she also said I'm gonna go ahead and use that three hundred dollars towards your pet fee. It's real simple. I don't care if it goes to pet fee or to rent. I know that in the end the agreement is twenty nine hundred. If you've already given three hundred, then you have to come up with twenty six hundred to get in. And she, you know, does say some confusing things about well, no, 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 that was just money for me. But she clearly before rental time figures it out and says you need to come up with twenty six hundred before moving. Let me ask you a question. Do you think something else was going on? Do you think she just didn't want to rent to you? Do you think that she changed her mind on renting to someone who doesn't support Trump? What do you think about it? Do you think she's some kind of hater? What is it? Well, I mean, based on her conversations and, and you know, saying that, you know, when she found out, she asked me, you know, was I black? And, and I told her, yeah, this was before, this was before I even met her over the phone. She asked um, you on the phone, are you oh, black? And she said, oh, she said, why well, have black friends? She said, you're not loud and, and like the other black friends. And she said, don't take offense to it. And so I was, that was kind of strange to me. But Can I ask you a I'm, question? I'm taking offense to it. Why would you even proceed after that? Why would you I, give I, your hard-earned dollars? I, like to home, I, I know. Um, and then, yeah. what, what, and then um, so it's like it was just the conversations that we had. And then she... Then the, um, they had some dispute with um, saying they have some Muslims in their, their neighborhood, and she they got disputed. I mean, they said go to. Your Wait, what are you talking about? It's an article about her and her husband. So they, I I just believe that. They... I'm sorry. Hold on. Hold on. Did you submit it into evidence? I did. I gave. I sent it to. Um... Give me a second. Give me a second. Do you know what she's talking about, Miss Ann? I don't know what article she's talking about per se because I don't know what she's read, but it doesn't have anything to do with this case. But you know what she's referring to. My husband had gotten into trouble. That's what she's talking about. It's an article on my husband. What was the trouble? Um, him and my uh, him and my neighbor, he, we had a uh, issue. Okay, your husband got arrested for aggravated assault with a deadly weapon because of a dispute with a neighbor. Where, according to the neighbor, it was a hate crime. That's what she's referring to. 
and that he yelled at them and pointed an AK-47 at him and his, at the, at the Muslim neighbor and his children yelling, I'm going to kill all you Muslims. Get out of my country. Don't talk to my wife. What was that about, Ms. Ann? My neighbor and I, the, the female neighbor and I, we were becoming friends. Long story short, the husband started making passes at me and I mentioned it to my husband. My husband approached him. There was no weapon that was pulled. It was only broadcast that loud because of the neighbor being Muslim. It was not a hate crime whatsoever. No weapon. Well, well, no, it was broadcast like that because the neighbor said he pulled uh, an assault rifle out on me and told me to go home, you Muslims, and my children were there. My children now have to sleep in my bed. And then uh, when the police went in, they actually did confiscate a rifle or shotgun, right? They actually confiscated it. What happened to the case? When was this anyway? How long ago? Oh, the case was dropped. He got, uh, he got uh, um, probation on it. Okay, that's not dropped. That's probation. But how long ago was that? Uh, I don't know, three years ago? A couple of years. That was three years ago. That was three years ago. All right, but here's the thing. Um, Ms. Renee, uh, I don't know that it would be legitimate to say she just changed her mind on you when I have all this back and forth text where she doesn't change her mind on you. I don't think it's legitimate to say, I think it's a bizarre question on the phone. Are you black? Are you loud? I would not go. I think that's a racist thing to ask. I also note that after she met you, she's baking you tomato pies and wanting to be, you know, very friendly with you and wanting to rent to you. So uh, it's all kind of weird. Um, but here's the bottom line. I have a contracts case in front of me, and I have to figure out which of the two of you breached. I have to figure out which of the two of you breached first. And when I'm looking at these texts, the evidence is clear. What is clear is that what you have is 2300 to move in. You have to pony up, no, 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 we're done, 2600 to move in. And you weren't ponying up 2600 to move in. You wanted to come in with 2300 and that wasn't going to fly. And then you said, I want to pick up my deposit. And I have to decide who breached, and it sounds like you breached. Now, you have a $5,300 lawsuit against her. You've turned $300 into an additional $3,000 for mental anguish, $1,000 for aggravation, and $1,000 for inconvenience. Wow. Okay, why stop there? Now, you have a counterclaim against her for $8,000. What? What is that about? I couldn't rent from June. $4,794.83 of your lawsuit is monies for defamation. What defamation? There's an email there that she sent the news station. Do you see that email? An email she sent to who? At the TV station. Trying to get help to get her $300 back? Yes. My name is Renee, and I'm writing it to you. This is a TV station. Uh, I believe she is a racist slumlord landlord running a scam. There may be others that she may have scammed out of their money as well. And I would like to report her because she might be running a rental scam. I believe she is a racist slumlord landlord running a scam. What caused you to say that? Based on the article I read and based on her conversations as far as, are you black? I, you know, you don't sound loud like the normal black people that I know or, and I, why don't you support Trump? And, and so I'm beginning to think she had no intention on renting to me anyways. But you and I both know that's not true because over and over and over, she was saying, you got to come up with this amount of money. Um, so now what she, she's suing for a bunch of nonsense, but part of what she's suing for 
is, hey, I'm out rent because she didn't move in. And she wants another $1,000 from you for the rent. What's your answer to that? Because she wants to be made whole. She doesn't have a renter. She can't get a renter that fast for June. She said she had other renters. If you had other renters, then were you able to re-rent it for June? No. No, I didn't have other renters. It's very hard to get another renter in six hours, you know, of whatever was left of, uh, of uh, May 31st. But, Ms. Ann, here's the problem with what you're saying when you say that you're entitled to the rest of June. You actually specifically entered into a contract with her where the remedy for her deciding not to rent is she loses her $300, and you already have her $300. So since that's the specific remedy that you chose in that little contract you entered into, that is all I'm going to allow you to, to keep or have. So on her claim against you, I believe you're entitled to the 300, and she's not entitled to aggravation, mental anguish, and inconvenience. On your counterclaim against her for $8,000, I believe that you have picked what your remedy is, which is in the contract that you signed, which is you get to keep the $300. That's my verdict. Good luck, folks. Let me ask, uh, I want to ask Renee a couple of questions first. Renee, explain to me why you wrote to the television station. What did you expect them to do? No, because I, I know they, they have... Um you know, issues with, if you feel like you're being scammed, you know, they have articles like that. And I believe she, I thought she was part of a rental scam. And I thought I was, I was being scammed. Are you comfortable now where you're living? Did you find a new apartment yet? I did. I did. Okay. Well, very good. Well, that's the outcome of the case for you. Uh, Ms. Ann, let me ask you about all the things that went on here. I'm, I'm prompted to ask you, do you always ask people questions like, are you black? Are you loud? Things like that. Because that, you know, that could get you in trouble. She's just trying to get something for nothing. I never asked her that. I am not racist. All right. Well, thank you very much. And that'll wrap up this really very interesting case, to say the least. Now it's time for another session of After the Verdict. Here are the judges. Quite a bit of information to sort out between these two. They had this relationship that lasted for many weeks over whether she was going to rent this place. Both parties asking for thousands of dollars in damages. And the reality is, when you're looking for a rental unit, it's all subject to supply and demand. And depending on the market, landlords can ask for a lot of stuff. They can ask for references. They can do criminal background check. They can do a landlord-tenant index check to see if you've ever been evicted. They can do a credit check. They can uh, make sure your socks don't smell when, when, you, when, <laughs> when you come over for an interview. It's amazing what they can do. I mean, the Fair Housing Act obviously protects everybody from discrimination based on race, sex, disability, national origin, familial uh, status, things like that. Uh, and, and we're all protected by that. But once you get past that, when you find that that's not a factor, it really is about do you have all the money? And if you don't have yeah. all the money... I don't know. I can't say because I don't know her from a hole in the wall. I did read the article. I hear what, what, what the plaintiff is saying, but I also see the right. text. And they and had the met, and she's buying, you know, she's, so I made you a tomato pie. Yeah. I mean, so, you know, I, I don't need to decide whether right. she's a racist. But there was a whole I lot of I need to decide if you too. don't have the money right. when you're moving in. Right, that's the... That, I am that, the arbiter of a contract. Exactly, you know? and that's really what it came down to, the money. Isn't it always the money? Yeah. Okay, so uh, Ron wants to know this. Hey, Harvey, if I win a money judgment but the judgment debtor refuses to pay, can I sell that debt to a collection agency? I love doing this because sometimes you can answer just in one word. Yes. We'll see you next time.